for another episode of Library Gals Go to the Library, where your favorite bookworms give our recommendations from the Delaware County District Library. So don't worry, we'll help you find something new to get lost in. Once upon a time, there was a magical podcast full of wondrous book and movie and more recommendations. And it was hosted by the two fairest in the library. And many would say, extremely intelligent. And also, kind and trustworthy in their recommendations. And also having rockin' taste and fashion style. Yes, you are not on the wrong podcast. Welcome to Library Gals Go to the Library. This episode is uh, for all the children out there. It is April. It has an International Children's Book Day. And so we are going to be focusing on some children's literature to recommend to the kiddos. Or if you are a parent of a kiddo or you run a daycare or you just like reading kid and juvenile fiction because there's no shame in that. I still love young adult and I love reading kids books. So um, this is your host, Via, and I am here not with Katie today, but with a special guest host. Today I have the children's specialist from the outreach department. It is Jennifer. Hi, I'm Jennifer and I'm the outreach specialist for the children's department. So I handle giving books to the schools and um, handling requests for them, whether it means whatever they request or whatever they entrust in me to pick for them. Um, So I'm happy to be here and I'm happy to share my two book picks. And she has some great picks and yes, she always has great recommendations and can help you with just what you're looking for. So if you're a teacher or somebody that runs a daycare, if you need any help with that kind of stuff, calling outreach, asking for Jenny, that is the person to go to. So before we get to her wonderful recommendations, I'm going to read you, of course, our top picks for new books. And of course, we're doing new children's books for the month of April. First, I have Amelia Bedelia Hops to It by Herman Parrish. Uh, Amelia Bedelia and her class will be hatching chicks in her science class, but when the incubator breaks and there's no money to buy a new one, Amelia Bedelia and her friends come up with an exceptional <laughs> solution to raise money for a new incubator, a springtime fair. This is a humorous story with plenty of misunderstandings, otherwise it wouldn't be Amelia Bedelia, and loads of vocabulary, wordplay, and a fun craft and recipe in the back that make this an ideal gift book for newly independent readers and storytime sharing. Amelia Bedelia has been making readers laugh since 1963. And that was when the first Amelia Bedelia book was published. And now you can meet young Amelia Bedelia. So I am super excited. I love that there's an Easter book that came out about this. And kind of like Dory the Explorer, how they, they aged her up with like her viewers. Amelia Bedelia... I read Amelia Bedelia when kind of the first run was coming out when I was a kid and she was an adult, which that was a big thing in our generation, I feel like, with like really incompetent adults, like on Rugrats and like all of the cartoons you would watch. It was like the kids are like are running amok and doing stuff and the parents just kind of like are not there. They're like, <laughs> do what you will. Yeah. I have no care. They have no idea what's going on. <laughs> and uh, I think that's always really funny. And now a lot of the time, um, some of our series are uh, aging down the characters that were adults to uh, to kind of 
be more relatable to kids. And that's what they've done with Amelia Bedelia in some of their newer ones, including Amelia Bedelia Hops to It. So I really love that, and it could be accessible for a new generation. This one is a new book. It is available in our library system under the Juvenile Fiction section of PAR. And the number two pick is... Anybody here seen Frenchie by uh, Leslie Connor? Whenever I read that title, I always think of it. I can't help but read it like a like a mobster or like a New Yorker. Like, hey, anybody here seen Frenchie? <laughs> like that's just what it comes to my mind. Um, but uh, yes, that one is currently on order and it will be coming soon. It is a juvenile fiction book. It is about eleven year old. Oh, 11-year-old Aurora Petriquin and her best friend uh, who have never spoken a word to uh, he has never spoken a word to her in fact Frenchie Livernoy doesn't talk. Aurora is bouncy, loud and impulsive. A big old blurter as they say in this book. Making friends has never come easily but when Frenchie who is autistic silently chose Aurora as his person back in third grade she chose him back and they make a great team sharing their love of the natural world in coastal Maine. In the woods Aurora and Frenchie encounter a piebald deer, a rare creature with a coat like a patchwork quilt. Whenever it appears, Aurora feels compelled to follow. At school, Aurora looks out for Frenchie, who has been her classmate until this year. One morning, Frenchie doesn't make it to his classroom. Aurora feels she's to blame. The entire town begins to search and everybody wonders, how is it possible that no one has seen Frenchie? At the heart of this story is the friendship between hyper-talkative Aurora and non-vocal Frenchie. Conflict arises when Aurora is better able to expand her social abilities and finds new friends. When Frenchie goes missing, Aurora must figure out how to use her voice to help him uh, to help to find him and lift him up when he is found. So I really love the representation in this book, and um, I have this on my to-read list. I'm very excited to get into that. Um, and I got it from a different library, so you can get it through CLC, but we will be getting our own copies. As I said, they're just currently on order. You still can't, can put your name on the hold list for them already, though. So our next book is called Planet Omar, Accidental Trouble Magnet by uh, Zaniv Mian. It is a juvenile fiction book also. It is already available in our DCDL library under Juvenile Fic, M-I-A. And it is, uh, this actually, this description is written by the character of Omar himself. Welcome, readers, to the imagination brain of Omar. You might not know me yet, but once you open the pages of this book, you'll laugh so hard that snot will come out of your nose. <laughs> Plus, you might meet a dragon and a zombie. What more could you want? My parents decided it would be a good idea to move house and move me to a new school at the same time. As if I didn't have a hard enough time staying out of trouble at home, now I've also got to try and make new friends. What's worse, the class bully seems to think I'm the perfect target and has made it his mission to send me back to Pakistan. But I've never been to Pakistan. And my cousin told me the pizza there was yuck. The only good thing is that... I'd just around the corner, which means a feast for all of my favorite food and presents. I'm really hoping I can stay in mom and dad's good graces long enough to get loads. The combination of Zanib Mian's hilarious text and Nasaya Mafoderick's fantastic cartoon-style illustrations make Planet Omar series the perfect for fans of Tom Gates and Diary of the Wimpy Kid. So those are some, some comparisons for you. Our next one is Ama Far Away. This is by Margaret Chu uh, Greenius. I'm sorry if I pronounced that incorrectly. This is a new book also. It is uh, just made available in DCDL's collection. It is an easy fiction under GRE. 
Kylie is nervous about visiting her grandmother, her ama, who lives so far away. When she and Mama finally go to Taipei, Kylie is shy with Ama. Even though they have spent time together in video chats, those aren't the same as real life. And in Taiwan, Kylie is at first uncomfortable with the less familiar language, customs, culture, and food. However, after she is invited by Ama to come see and play and splash in the hot springs, which aren't that different from the pools at home, Kylie begins to see this place through her grandmother's eyes and sees a new side of the things that used to scare her. Soon, Kylie is heading, is leading her Ama back through all of her favorite parts of this place and having so much fun. And when it's time to go home, the video chats will be extra special this time until they can visit again from far, far away. And this also includes um, some back matter at the back, back of the book from the author and illustrator. There are notes and guides to some of the cool places in Taiwan and some of the best places to get food, which I really love. Um, I like that they, they provide additional kind of traveling tips for that so you can kind of feel even more in touch with the culture of the country that they're doing. And the final top pick recommendation I have for you is called... Aru Shah and the Nectar of Immortality by Roshani Kakshi. Uh, this is actually part of a series. It is part of the best-selling author Rick Reardon Presents series that talks a lot about, um, it goes into like mythologies from a bunch of different cultures. And so this one is uh, the final book of uh, the Aru Shah series. Um, Let's see, here we go. The Pandavas only have until the next full moon to stop the sleeper from gaining access to the nectar of immortality, which will grant him infinite power. But how can Aru, Mini, and Bryn hope to defeat him without their celestial weapons? The sleeper and his army are already plundering the labyrinth, and the sisters can't even enter. Their quest to get in will have them calling on old friends, meeting new allies, and facing fearsome trials, like performing in a rock concert? When the moment of confrontation finally arrives, it's up to Aru to decide who deserves immortality, and Devas or the Azuras. The most unexpected answer will come from the most unexpected place. And uh, the if you're interested in starting this series, uh, the first book in this is Aru Shah and the End of Time. This is actually part of uh, teen librarian Shannon's middle school book club choice for May. Uh, she is doing the Rick Reardon Presents series. Like I said, all of that is mythology-based. It's uh, about a bunch of different mythology and different cultures, and it is very diverse. She uh, has this one for the Rick Reardon Presents on Monday. Monday of May 9th from 3.30 to 4.30. So uh, this would be a great series or a great book to hop onto if you have anybody in that age range that you'd like to start them on something. Um, and all of these summaries are from Goodreads and uh, the book club info is from the uh, Delaware Library's website. So now I'm going to pass it over to our wonderful guest host, Jenny, and she is going to give you the recommendation for her first book choice today. So my first book choice for today, um, it's actually a brand new book. It's a 2022 new release for March, and it is called What Are You? I'm going to spell that W-U-T-A-R-Y-O-O. It's What Are You? Written and illustrated by Nyla Magruder. And so this book is about a lonely creature that is struggling with not knowing her name or origin. In trying to learn who and what she is, Wataryu learns the stories of the animals that live around her. This drives Wataryu on a journey of self-discovery so that one day she might be able to tell her own story. After searching far and wide, she has no new answers of who or what she is, but she has many great stories to tell. Now, this book features really 
beautiful and stunning illustrations. And the language is also very soothing in the book as well, along with the illustrations. It has like a nice soft palette. And this little creature, what are you? Um, she comes across this name from all the animals that she meets. And their first question to her is, well, what are you? And she herself doesn't really know that. So she goes off on a journey to try and figure out who she is, what she is, where she comes from. And all of this leads her right back to where she started, her little hole in the ground. And this deeply saddens her until she realizes that all of the animals have started to ask her new questions. Like, how are you? Where did you go? Did you learn anything? And so even though she didn't find herself and who she is or what she is, she still has great stories to tell. And I thought that was very interesting. It's almost like instead of learning about who she is, she got to create herself. And I think that's very important. Um, so this book definitely displays you know, identity and individuality and being one of a kind, like Wataru, who is the only one of her kind. No animal has ever seen her before. Um, it also displays the search for meaning, but it most importantly, I feel like, displays friendship. Um, in trying to find herself, she's able to connect with the animals around her in a way that she wasn't before because she had no story to tell. Um, and I just think that's so beautiful that by the end, she may not have any answers about herself, but everyone now wants to hear her story and all the stories that she has to tell. Um, this book is recommended for three to seven year olds. You can definitely read it to those younger or older. Um, I think it'd be great, honestly, for kids that are maybe starting at a new school or are just starting school. And maybe if they're having trouble making friends or figuring out where they fit in, this might be a good book to show them to realize that you don't, you don't have to fit in. You can just be whoever you want to be. So I love that book. And that again is called What Are You? And it's written and illustrated by Nyla Magruder. That sounds adorable. And yeah, I'm looking at the book now and just the art style is just beautiful. It is, all the animals look so adorable. And I love the idea of this little critter kind of reclaiming themselves, you know, and making up their own name. It is so cute. Yeah. I, she's like a hybrid between, I don't even know, like a maybe a bunny, bunny squirrel yeah. <laughs> with like furry horns. Yeah. Super cute. I don't know. A chimera of animals. Cute, <laughs> cute regardless. So... Um, thank you for that one. So one of the kids' books I chose to review is called Anzu, the Great Kaiju. And this one instantly stood out to me because I love kaijus. You know, kaijus, if you don't know what that is, it's basically Godzilla. Um, it's basically just like a big um, Asian culture monster that's supposed to, like, destroy towns and everything. Um, and so you'd think this would be, like, a scary book or one with, like, dark, dark colors. But Anzu is a bit different from the rest of the kaijus. So this book was written uh, by Benson Shum, and uh, it's an adorable picture book about a tiny monster named a kaiju with a big heart trying to follow in his family's footsteps. So all great kaiju are born with a superpower to strike fear in the heart of the city. But Anzu's a little different. Instead of mayhem, he likes mayflowers. 
and instead of striking fear, he prefers to be sincere. So can Anzu find a way to make his family proud and stay true to his kind self? This is actually from Disney animator and illustrator Benson Shum. So yes, he is from Disney. Um, and uh, it comes an adorable, heartwarming picture book about making your own way and the unexpected power of gentleness, which is perfect for fans of Ferdinand the Bull. So I instantly was excited about this book, not only by the title, but because the illustrations are a mix between like pencil drawings and uh, it actually is. It was. It starts off as a a pencil drawing in pastels, and then they went over it with digital. But it's a big mix between kind of like pop out cartoony style and just like soft pastel pencil drawings. And all of the colors are extremely bright. They're a mix of pastels and primary colors, especially the kaiju's themselves. They're all very primary and bright. And um, even though they're supposed to be scary kaijus, they all look really fun and friendly, um, even though they're putting on a tough, you know, girl face. And this book just really touched me because I love the message of gentleness being a power um, as an introvert. It reminds me a lot of that kind of quiet, the power of, an, you know, being an introvert book. And I like this version for kids and, um, you know, kind of saying that that being gentle and being kind, you know, you don't have to be loud and, and powerful and forceful to, you know, make an impact on the world. And so um, Anzu goes throughout the book trying to, uh, you know, learn from the lessons that his mom and dad kaiju are trying to teach him and not succeeding at them because that's not his strength. That's not his power. He um, was given the power to kind of poof flowers out of his hands and like create like naturey flower things. So it's adorable. Um, it reminds me a little bit of a of a, the sister in Encanto, <laughs> the one that, yeah that like just makes everything grow and pretty and flowers. So um, yes, it's her but in kaiju form, and uh, so he ends up uh, making the the people of the city he's assigned to like love him and cheer and make them super happy. And so he thinks he's failing, but then when he finally uh, does the one thing that scares them, he feels horrible inside because he doesn't want to make people feel bad. And so he learns that you know his power is good too and he can use it for other things and that he wants them to be happy and so he um, is able to kind of harness his own power and show the other kaijus that there's nothing wrong with that so um, our books kind of have a, a bit of a theme it's, it's represent you know being being true to yourself and and you know in a, in a world where you're different so I also loved Anzu mm-hmm. um, it was one I actually read a few weeks back and I loved it it's very adorable the little itty bitty creatures that yeah. are you know his city are too cute And I think another lesson that it teaches is, yes, you can follow in your family footsteps, but there's also power in, like, making your own path. Mm -hmm. And that you don't necessarily have to follow in the steps of your parents. And I, it's just so cute how he makes his own way and how he's determined to be happy and have his city be happy. And it doesn't all have to be about aggression like the other kaijus he's really like paving a new path and so it'd be great if they wrote a sequel where you got to see a new path of kaiju oh that would be, be like horrible. like them all trying to learn from him now how to be kinder yes that'd be <laughs> that would so be a great precious. idea all right what else do you have for us jenny okay so just because it's my second pick doesn't mean it's any lesser than the first <laughs> um to be honest this is actually probably my top pick because i'm obsessed with bulldogs. So saying that, I am bringing you Hugo and the Impossible Thing, written by Renee Felice Smith and Chris Gabriel, and it is illustrated by Sydney Hansen. 
This book was published in 2021, and it features an adorable little French bulldog. Um, so one day out of the blue, Hugo, an adorable French bulldog, decides he will try the impossible. He asks all of his friends if they've ever attempted the impossible thing, but no one ever has. It's impossible, they say. But with the power of friendship and teamwork, can the impossible thing become possible? Um, so this book is great because it displays the importance of trying, um, not just accepting things for as they are. Um, he asks every friend of his if they've ever attempted the impossible thing. And they're like, of course we haven't. It's impossible. Why would I even try? But this little French bulldog is determined to give it a try. He's like, it can't be impossible. No one's ever tried. So how would they know? Um, it also displays bravery, strength, perseverance, and determination, and the power of friendship and teamwork. So if you read this, you'll, you know, go along the way and you'll discover with him all of his friends. He has, he is friends with a bear, an otter, an old grumpy goat, and a clever little fox. And he's determined. He tells them, well, I will try the impossible thing tomorrow. And when he comes to the impossible thing to try, he can't find any of his friends. And that's when he stumbles across them, all determined to help him make it to the top, Aww. which I just find to be so adorable. Yeah. Um, and so it shows that with teamwork and friendship, really anything is possible, that nothing is impossible. And if it is, I mean, at least you gave it a try. So it has really cute illustrations. It is a tiny little French bulldog with the cutest little eyes. And I would definitely recommend this if you love dogs or really just animals of any kind. And especially if you have um, like a child that is maybe afraid to try new things, this would be a great book to show them that if a tiny little bulldog can make it through anything with the help of his friends, so can you. I love that. I love it. A bulldog is a great animal choice to pick because he is, he's is he got his little stubby legs. He's and, stubborn you know. and determined, which yes. is, you know, character traits of the bulldog. And so this dog is just determined. He's like, I'm going to give it my all. Yeah. He's the great greatest little buddy to, to show overcoming something. And I do. I We have a, a very good, like, streak of, of little critters going on today. And uh, that's actually our, our last recommendation is also going to be full of critters. It is a recommendation from uh, another outreach associate. It is Kaylin Brown. She has given us a book called Snail Crossing, which is written and illustrated. We have a theme of that going too. Everybody's yep. doing their own work. Um, written and illustrated by Corey Tabor. And uh, this is about how one day a wandering little snail comes up upon this beautiful field of cabbage. The only obstacle in his way is the road. He is determined to get some cabbage, so he starts his venture across the road and meets many challenges, but also makes a few new friends along the way. Uh, will he ever get to munch on that beautiful crunchy cabbage? Read and find out. Uh, this reminds me of Frogger, and I'm really hoping it does not end like my many attempts at Frogger. It is such a cute book. I've also read it, and there's so there's some cute little jokes in it that just always make me chuckle. <laughs> well, yes, Kaylin definitely loved it, too. She said that she loves that this book displays determination, perseverance, and bravery, and uh, the message that a little kindness can make a very big impact on others. She also, th also thinks it's good at displaying how you can find friends in unexpected places. Uh, she said that this book would be great for parents reading to their children at any age who enjoy a good heartwarming story, uh, but if a child is reading on their own, then she would recommend ages 
ages between four and eight would be um, the the precise age range that this would kind of help learn. Uh, and she also gave us a few recommendations that are some comparison books if you do end up liking this one and m- want more like it. So if you enjoy this book after reading it, you might also love Mel Fell, also by Corey Tabor. Uh, we Believe in You by Beth Ferry. Claudette, that's not Claudette, but Cloudette by Tom Lichtenheld, and The Cow Who Climbed a Tree by Gemma Marino. So you've got a bunch of recommendations here today, and of course you can find the uh, synopsis of those ones that she gave at the bottom here on our website, or you can look those up on Goodreads as well. And uh, we have so many things, so many titles that we've given you today that I think that we are about up for our time today, but we thank you for tuning in for our special kids-focused episode, and we hope that we've been giving you some good recommendations. We will also be continuing this into next week, where we will have a media focus, but we're also going to have some great recommendations uh, that could also include some more books for you as well from ourselves and other staff at DCDL. So thank you so much again for Jenny uh, for being our co-host. You were very wonderful, and I hope to have you back. I had a lot of fun. Thank you for having me today. (laughs) And uh, yeah, we will not be seeing Katie in this episode this time, unless she chooses to edit something funny in at the end that I don't know about until afterwards. (laughs) But uh, yes, we will see her um, and you'll see, well, you will hear us both next time on the next episode. So thank you for listening and I hope you have a good week. All right. Goodbye. Hey, everybody. I bet you thought you were going to get through this episode without hearing from me. It's Katie. I thought those recommendations from Via and Jenny and also from Kaylin were excellent. I can't wait to read a lot of those. I just wanted to chime in because I have a kind of late coming recommendation for any of you interested in reading children's books. Recently, I started reading a book called Steeped in Stories, and that book is written by Matali Perkins, and it is a book written by a Uh, an author of children's books, but it is a nonfiction book that explores the joy of reading children's literature and why this author recommends going back to read things you remember as a child when you're an adult. The stories we read as children shape us for the rest of our lives, but it is never too late to discover that transformative spark of hope that children's classics can ignite within us, especially during uncertain times. Some of the books that she discusses include Little Women, The Chronicles of Narnia, The Little Princess, Heidi, and Anne of Green Gables. Each chapter just explores those classics and encourages you to reread them with this new lens as an adult. I just recently reread Anne of Green Gables on recommendation of this book, and I have to tell you, it was absolutely delightful to revisit children's literature and think of it in this way. I remembered so much about that story, but a lot more of it came back to me. As an adult, I understood things a lot differently, and I always seem to relate more to the parents now that I'm a grown-up. So if you're hesitant about reading children's literature or if you don't have any kids in your life but you want to revisit these classics, I recommend checking out Steeped in Stories by Matali Perkins. Look forward to hearing from you all and we will see you soon. Bye! Join us next time on Library Gals. Go to the library where we geek out about books, movies, and more. 
You can email us your questions, comments, or concerns, any feedback you like at libraryguys at delawarelibrary.org. To check out all the digital resources mentioned in today's episode, or to request any items for your reading, viewing, or listening pleasure, visit delawarelibrary.org. We'll see you soon. Thank you.